You're listening to RIA Collective with your host, Charlie Van Derven, a podcast designed to help financial professionals remove the fear and anxiety around going independent. Let's go. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of RIA Collective. I'm your host, Charlie Van Derven, and I got a guest for you today. Um, so we're going to find out that the gentleman I'm bringing on today got started the opposite way that most people who listen to this and most people, frankly, who have found that path to independence um, actually, you know, actually went. So, so Bill Oakley, my buddy from Family Wealth, lives just down the road about 50 miles in Lake Mary, Florida, where we're going to have coffee next week. I'm stoked about that, Bill. Um, Bill Oakley is with Family Wealth, a good side outfit with, uh, you know, offices in Lake Mary, got offices out west. Bill, you're going to describe all that for me. Um, Bill's my guest. And what's cool about Bill is that Bill got started as, as a 1099, kind of, right? So after a brief stint in the insurance side of the industry, got started as a 1099. And uh, lucky for him, his business was acquired. And he went W-2 instead of the opposite way around. So we're going gonna, gonna to do like a, a bizarro world like Seinfeld or something, Bill. How are you today, man? Charlie, I'm doing great. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, I, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day. I, uh, your time's more valuable than mine, Bill. So uh, thank you, man. Thank you. So listen, Bill, you did this the opposite way, man. You did everything backwards. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you know, if we go way back to the beginning, I, I did start with uh, a semi-captive insurance company, you know, trying yeah. to figure out where to get started in the industry. Yeah. Uh, right out of college, my dad was uh, in the industry himself and he was independent. But we both kind of in, you know, he was always an advisor to me early on. And he said, uh, you know, why don't we, if I were you, I'd probably get started with another company and, and get some training, get your licenses, get a feel for the industry. And I agreed wholeheartedly. So I started with a big insurance company, was only there about a year and a half, uh, knowing I was going to go independent and uh, spent, what, the next 16 years, just me with uh, with an assistant doing a lot of Financial workshops, uh, combination of annuity, insurance, and uh, and assets under management, uh, building a, a wealth management practice. Uh, but to your point, yeah, it, I guess it was 2017, the RIA that I was going through uh, out in Denver got acquired by uh, an earlier iteration of Family Wealth. And through that process, got to know the the founder, and, and we hit it off. And one thing led to another, and I actually, uh, yeah, got acquired in 2019, and took on a leadership role, and now I'm the managing partner. And yeah, W two man, uh, kind of backwards. I, I find myself on conference calls, and uh, you know, it just a lot of corporate stuff. I was always thinking I'd never do that, but it's actually fascinating. I always, you know, read everything about business right out of college and, and all the things people do in real companies, you know, and, uh, and kind of figured it out. So running your own business for a while, you kind of understand how to do it. So, yeah, well, that's, and that's a learning curve of itself, right? So you go, you, 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 you join a large outfit. I should say that, I mean, you know, with, without it, we don't, we don't have to name firms and stuff like that, but you know, when you, when you got started out of uh, UCF. I, I think I told you that my wife went to school there for 12 years to get her undergrad. Uh, so she, <laughs> That's right. That's probably right. at the same yeah. time you went, but you know, it was also, right. you know, it was also the same time a lot of people went with 12 years of, listen, she traveled, <laughs> listen, Bill, she traveled with the Grateful Dead. She had a lot of fun. She did a lot yeah. of fun stuff yeah. in addition to getting her degree. Why so rush? I don't mean to, Why rush? I, yeah. Yeah, I don't mean to beg on Carmen, dude. She's one of the smartest people I've ever met. So that's not reflective, but 
out of UCF, you joined a large insurance company. Your dad gave you awesome advice, right? I mean, the the training, the framework. One of the things I hear from from advisors who move into that independent space is, I don't, you know, like I don't know how to do this. It's not that I can't do the financial work. It's not that I can't help clients. I don't have the framework that I'm used to having, and that's a scary jump. So, kudos to your dad for that advice. Exactly, and and you know that's always been kind of the agency route within those insurance companies, and you know they have bonus structures to kind of help you get going for the younger advisors. I'm not sure if it's if it's uh, exactly the same these days. That was 20 years ago now, yeah. but uh, but yeah, it's um, uh, it was it was a good start for me. I, I will say that I knowing I was going to go independent was important because I I kept an eye on that and and if anybody you know, needs advice on that. I think the quicker, uh, if you're in an insurance company, you probably don't feel this way. But for me, I think it getting to an independent state uh, position the fastest is best because um, after just being there a year and a half, I still had debit balances and things I had to pay back because once you build up a book of business, I mean, like it is at wirehouses and other places, depending on specifically where you are and how aggressive they are, I think the headache just gets bigger over time, right? I agree. Yeah. And if you know, I mean, listen, there's, I think there's a, I think that's a place for the right person. Right. But if you, you know, if you have an entrepreneurial spirit about you, you know, I mean, uh, that's that you, you feel stifled in that environment. And to, to speak to your point about, you don't know if it's the same way. I'll tell you what, Bill, in what I've, in what I've gleaned from doing this and, you know, the work that we do on the social advisor side, it largely is. I mean, yeah. you know, the world has changed in the last 15 years with the internet just being, you know, absolutely mass usage, but the training still is very much the same. You know, I I still hear, and I coach some wirehouse advisors still, I still hear pick up the phone and dial the 200 people closest to you. Yeah. Um, and that's that's a little bit crazy to me, right? Because the world has changed a lot in, in right. that amount of time. So there's, there's, there's new blood there, don't get me wrong, but there's also something of an antiquated mindset. Right, right, and and whether that's whether that's compliance, whether that's technology, whether that's sales training, I still think that those big firms are slow to pivot. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, but I I think that environment's good for the right advisor, right? I don't mean to bag on that, right? Yeah, every, I don't agree with that. Not everybody wants to carve their own path, um, right? There's spectacular advisors in any environment, and yeah. and sometimes it's it's right for them. Uh, but to your point, I was definitely the type that says I don't want one cookie cutter way to do everything. I want to be able to pick this and pick that and do it this way and do it that way. And so flexibility was important to me. Yeah, and uh, and, and really being able to tell a certain story that I was. I hadn't even figured out yet at the time. I knew I was going to have one and wanted to figure it out. So, um, so that's yeah. kind of how it started. Yeah. yeah, very cool, man. Very cool. So uh, now, 2017, you were acquired by Family Wealth. But when when did you leave that that insurance environment and go independent? Like oh, that was only a year and a half uh, after I joined. So that was 2002. I started. So 2003 and a half, I guess. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, we, my father and I actually did some joint work for years uh, doing seminars together. It's kind of where I learned how to get up in front of people and do that. Yeah. Um, I remember he had me do the, we did a section on probate and and he let me do that because I couldn't screw it up. You know, there was no <laughs> money being made by anybody on that. <laughs> Uh, and so, and then when people on the sheets would circle probate, I got all excited because they wanted help with that. And I knew that was yeah. my, yeah, I got some work to do. All right. Yeah. yeah all right. <laughs> but you no, know, we, we separated out, uh, not long after that, because I, I kind of realized that, you know, when I was running into larger 
uh, clients, higher net worth, worth people, they really wanted more than, you know, he was a pure annuity, fixed annuity kind of sure. person. Sure, uh, which, sure. Again, he was a specialist. He was really good at it. But I, I felt like I wanted just for my own personal career, I wanted to be able to help people with the full wealth management, yeah. uh, you know, take the fiduciary angle. And my belief was in doing that, there's still a, a place for the insurance and annuities, I think. I believe that. I think there's a lot of advisors that uh, that do too. Um, and I figured we could do better work going that route uh, yeah, as yeah. an investment advisor than just just doing one. So Love it, man. So I usually reserve a few questions for the end of the interview, Bill. I'm going to ask you early because I want to talk about family wealth and, and the services that you guys are providing advisors and RIAs. Um, before we get into that, as as a learning, you know, as as a learning uh, uh, tool, if you will, for for our listening audience, which is typically, you know, that that wireless advisor is thinking about independence. Um, if you look back on that time when you're moving into your your independent role, was there anything that you look back on and you think, I, you know, that was a catalyst for success? I did this well, maybe not even knowing it at the time. Um, let me make sure I understand the question. So in deciding to go independent in that process, that that helps set the stage for the career down the road? Yeah. You know, when you 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 make your path to independence and uh, and you start to grab some traction and some success, is there anything that you can look at that, hey, I really, in, in that transition period, just so our, our listeners can think about what do I need to be doing today to prepare for that? Is there yeah. anything that you did well that that they can kind of learn from? Yeah, well, the tricky part is, is it was a while ago when I did that, but and I I was so early in my career, I really didn't know where to go. Um, but I found some some mentors early on who had done that. So actually, part of the thing that that um, spurred me into independence was meeting some of these people who were already on the outside and helped me understand. Um, and I think I've heard even on, on some of your other podcasts, people touch on this, that a lot of times when you're in a wirehouse and you're dealing with uh, the perfect example is the insurance and annuity world, there are wholesalers out there who you're used to working through and you think you only have access to these people on the inside. Yeah. Then you get on the outside and you say, not only do I have access to the same people probably who yeah. I was working with, but I've got all these other connections I can I can meet with and, and uh, resources out there. And, and it's uh, for people who just want choice, uh, the world's there for you. Uh, sometimes that's too much for people, though, right? I mean, it's sometimes it's like, oh my god, where do I even start? So um, I think finding an, a mentor or somebody who's done it before is always a good a good thing. Yeah, uh, getting good some question. guidance, following a, a a path, even if you do it a little differently, but having some sort of a map to go by. Wonderful advice. Yeah. And, 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 you know, going back to what we said earlier, I've heard it from, you know, a lot of people, right. The the worst part about going independent was I didn't have that framework in place. Um, for you, flip side of that question, is there anything you look back on and you think, gosh, if I'd have done that a little differently? Man, that's a good question. Um <laughs> You know, I, I wish I would have gotten a little bit more into the security side of the industry earlier. Uh, okay. I think there was there was a lot of knowledge that I'm, I'm glad you can do it either way. Um, now, I think I think it fell into place pretty well for me, honestly. Um, but yeah, I would have liked to do, dig a little deeper on that uh, from the beginning. So maybe yeah. had I been on the wirehouse side first instead of the insurance, I might have had a little bit uh, a deeper understanding of that sooner. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you make up for that over time. 
Yeah, that's it, man. That's it. All right. So you're cutting your teeth, Bill, getting educated on what a corporate world is all about. Now that's been five or six years now. So I can't imagine, you know, much, much of that education is already behind you. Um, let's talk a little bit about family wealth, right? So I, you know, I know, I know a lot of family wealth is, is back office support for RIAs. Um, is that, you know, is that compliance? Is that technology? What does that look like? If an, yeah, when, an no, RIA, when an RIA uh, works with you guys, what does that look like? Great question, of course. Um, yeah. So family wealth is, uh, is really made up of three different entities. So it's family wealth, Inc., um, and I'll touch on those, but really at its core, we're a digital advisory firm who through the way we say it is through the right technology. In other words, technology that advisors are actually going to use, like pick, handpicking the things that they're going to use. Yeah. Uh, we help the advisors free themselves up and, and create more time to do all the human stuff you know, that the clients are looking for, that they expect. And I like to say the little things they don't. So um, I found myself when I was doing this myself, I spent so much time on the the monotonous tasks, the things that could be automated if I had time to figure out how to do that, or I had the money to go out and use the technology or build the technology. So now with Family Wealth, we have uh, the resources to do that. We're um, One of our original founders is the CEO of FinTech Automation, who's a wonderful, uh, obviously a FinTech company who built our platform. And that was kind of when uh, Family Wealth originally came together. It was a couple of us advisors coming together with uh, him and his platform. So okay. he brought the technology. We bought, brought the the, uh, the clients, the advisory skills, and the, the a group of advisors, probably about 10 at the time. Okay. And uh, really, it was because of that, we had more technology than other advisor firms our size. Right. And so uh, you would ask about family wealth. We're three entities. We have the insurance and annuity side, which is family wealth agency, which is just, you know, people can get uh, if advisors don't already have an access to that, they can plug into us. And we have access to just about every insurance company that's that's competitive. Uh, But on the money management side, family wealth asset management is a TAMP. So we have uh, it's an RAA, but we're a, a TAMP platform. So that's our tech platform. And again, to answer your question, it's uh, CRM, which is a Salesforce-based, uh, it's an enterprise license, but it's built into the platform. And uh, one of the things that, uh, you know, if you talk about what Family Wealth believes in, uh, one of our core beliefs is that an advisor should have a dashboard where they can run their whole business as easily as possible, Yeah. right? And so we think then, and and there's so many, so much of, um, there's such a battle for eyeballs out there. It's not, obviously, we're not the only ones doing that. Um, but, uh, so CRM is important. The proposal system's important. We're multi-custodial. Uh, so one of the lines of business or the revenue sources is RIAs who want to stay RIAs, who are, are happy being an RIA. They have their own form ADV and they just want to plug in and, and offload some of the things that they're doing. They can do that through the TAMP. Uh, that being said, we have Family Wealth Advisors, which is our, our more traditional RIA, where we have IARs tuck in underneath us. We have solicitors who refer us business. And uh, most of the advisors will plug into Family Wealth Asset Management at, to run the money, essentially, to do the money management. Awesome. Awesome. That was so a mouthful. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's a lot going on, right? So um, in addition to, so we talk CRM. Right. Is there, uh, uh, you know, any kind of planning software? What else is included in that stack? 
Yeah, so uh, obviously automated workflows, things like that. So even earlier today, it's funny, I spent about half my time working with clients, like my existing client base. The other half is talking to developers, other advisors, trying to work through all this stuff. And uh, I, I kind of find myself being that, you know, anytime you have tech people and you have business people, the communication between the two is a challenge, right? Yeah, and so yeah. somehow I found myself right in the middle of that early on and trying to help understand enough about the tech to tell them how our business works and so on. Um, but, uh, you know, if we have a workflow, something we need to do on a regular basis, we build that. And then chances are other advisors need that same procedure done. Sure. So that's something we've been doing the last three or four years. And now we've got uh, that. So that's a big part of it. Um, you, you mentioned financial planning. So we have, uh, in the next month or two, we have a huge refresh of our, our platform coming. And the two big parts of that, at least as far as I'm concerned, is uh, we're going to have some financial planning tools from Money Guide Pro built in. Good deal. Uh, unless they change their mind on, on things. So I'm thinking that's the way we're going to go. Um, and then outside account aggregation built into our platform. So just like your e-monies of the world, your uh, yodelies with Money Guide and all of that, uh, we're going to actually have that built in on our platform without a third, uh, really an outside, having to go to outside software for that. And That's then we can push it to the planning, push it. We use Black Diamond as the portfolio uh, uh, reporting software, and that's all built into our dashboard. Well, um, so I've uh, in, in doing these interviews, I think I've identified six reasons, well, probably seven or eight. I just haven't found them yet, but six reasons that people make that move, right? From that wirehouse captive environment to independence. Now, technology is one of the primary. Here's what I love to I, I love to hear you talking about the ongoing development because what I see happen at the large firms is technology becomes a capital investment. Instead of being the basis for the business, you know, um, let's see, I'll, I'll, I'll take a name and throw it under the bus for a second. Uh, uh, 2022, Wells Fargo revamped a ton of their marketing technology. So advisors can do video and advisors can do webinars. Now it's not elegant, right? It's not, they're still working through that stuff, but the time, and I don't, I won't get the date specific, but it's probably been six or seven years since they've addressed that technology. Right. Now at the meantime, you've got, you know, in the meantime, you've got an open market, which you guys are a part of. Mm-hmm. That is developing all the time, right? So capital investment here. Next year, the capital investment goes to financial planning. The year after that, it goes to compliance technology. So that cycle comes back around. And in the meantime, open market has raced past the right. technology that most wirehouses are able to provide because it's all in-house. Right. right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Love, I love, advantage I, to being smaller in some cases. Obviously, we're not not tiny, but being smaller, there's less bureaucracy. There's less of all of that, less committees to go through. Um, and the beauty of our platform is, and, and you know, this is our developers credit goes to them, is if we need to unplug somebody and replug in a different tool, we can do that. If we have a demand for it, if we're seeing advisors wanting something specific, we can say, all right, we're, we're free to do that as long as it makes sense for the platform. Love it. That's love it. Is. So for, for our listeners, Here's what I love about our conversation, right? So with every, you know, listen, flexibility is part of it, right? Compliance becomes an issue for people that they want to move. Um, You know, we talk about technology, payouts. Anyway, there's a bunch of reasons people move. But if we've got a listener who's who's technology, who's, who's, you know, tech tech savvy, 
and technology is at the crux of their reason for thinking about going independent. Um, I love the resource that you guys created, Family Wealth. The the fact that the foundation of the business is fintech. Um, so that's really cool. That's that's you you create well, a unique resource that way. It was something that was attractive to me in the initial uh, getting acquired phase because I knew if I was going to continue to do it myself and just be me. I would have to research all of these different tools. I'd have to pick and choose what I want to use. I'd have to figure out how to integrate the darn thing into my practice. Whereas this way we have all the help in the world to do that. Love it. Um, Tell me a little bit about the goals and, you know, what what you see in the next 12, 24 months coming with Family Wealth. Um, Anything, anyway, anything that you can share with us. No, of course, of course. Um, it, we're doing a lot of outreach recruiting. Uh, that's what we're doing. Uh, 2023 is all about recruiting. Uh, yeah. We want to be specific to that. What we're really like our prime uh, advisor, the person we work with um, is probably in our wheelhouse is any advisor. Uh, really, we're looking at RIAs to plug into the TAMP uh, right now, but we we do obviously work with IARs too, if they want to give us, have us take over the compliance and so on. But really, RIAs between 10 and 30 or 40 million assets yes. under maintenance. So we're not going for the billion-dollar firms. We're just going for that niche. People who are kind of hitting a ceiling and have done a good job, but they want to double what they're doing and beyond. Yeah. Um, I think uh, you mentioned the technology. I think the younger advisors coming up certainly are going to demand it, right? Yeah, for um, sure. And I think, uh, and, and again, um, You've got older advisors who, who were talk about the the aging uh, average age of advisors now, and I know my dad was was one of them who uh, just pushed back against any technology. Didn't want to didn't want to hear it. Wanted to use paper calendars and do all that stuff, which is fine. Yep. But when you're looking for an exit strategy, when we got to get out, and you want to bring in somebody to buy the firm or to to uh, you know help take over your client base, aren't they going to also want those tools? And so how do you make yourself more attractive? And that's kind of where we're, uh, I think we have a nice advantage there. Well, and you, you bring up a good point there, right? I mean, if, if, if your exit is selling your book of business, the valuation of that book is going to be based on the tools that you're using to run it for sure. In, in part, right. Mm-hmm. Um, you said, you know, younger investors want the technology mm-hmm. or younger advisors want technology. Hell, younger investors want the technology, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. So, yeah. right. Right. So, Bill, based on that goal of, of, of growing the users of that TAMP, um, I can't imagine you would mind being a resource to any of our listeners who want to learn more about family wealth. Of course. Of course. I'd love to be a resource for you. Um, I'd love to help. Again, whether somebody lands with us or somewhere else, um, my, you know, I, whenever you know, we're talking to a lot of advisors, you know, the more happy advisors, the more happy clients, right? So whether it's with us or somebody else, that's great. But you know, every time we talk to somebody, even if we don't end up working with them, we understand more about what everybody's looking for. Um, and so uh, I think I think we do have a good option. But I'd love to help people uh, with you know whether they end up with us or not. All right. What's the best way to find you? Uh, probably by email. It's uh, b oakley o a k l e y at familywealth.us, awesome. and it's the same, our website is familywealth.us. Awesome. Bill Oakley, you guys are doing some cool things. Um, I, a ple- like such a pleasure to meet you. And I can't believe we get to be in person here in a week or two. Yeah, um, we'll yeah yep. man. Coffee, a little lunch at Dexter's and Lake Mary or wherever the heck we're going to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome, man. So uh, listen, uh, you know, our, our mission 
is, of course, to give advice, but more than giving advice, Bill, our mission is to give confidence, right? So, so there's a lot, there's a lot of options out there for advisors um, who are who are looking to make that change. The beauty is, you guys have platforms that, whether they're looking for a home at Family Wealth or whether they're looking into the tools, um, you guys create a nice soft landing place if someone's looking to make that change. So, if you're a listener of RA Collective, and if Family Wealth sounds attractive to you, by all means, reach out to Bill at B Oakley at familywealth.us. Bill Oakley, my new friend, thank you for joining me today. I appreciate you lending some of your time to the show. Charlie, it's a pleasure, man. Thank you. Look forward to seeing you. Yeah. Look forward to seeing you too. And for our listeners, I'm going to go through the same crap that you hear me say at the end of every show. Maybe it's not crap. I don't know. Uh, Give us a review. We are not a profit generating podcast. We don't want to be. This is a pure play to help this industry get into a place where it's easiest or maybe it's not easiest, but there's a pure client relationship there without the quotas, without the, you know, the, without the, the, the products, specific products. So by all means, if, if you know somebody that needs to hear this, pass the show along, give us a review, give us a like on your favorite listening platform so we can reach more people. And thank you on behalf of myself, Charlie Van Derven, my guest today, Bill Oakley with Family Wealth. Thank you for joining us for another episode of RIA Collective. You've just listened to another episode of RIA Collective with your host, Charlie Van Derven. For more information, visit riacollective.com. Now, have a great day.